Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. Maybell was a hardworking, proud woman. She used to say I too when she agreed with someone, when she was on board with an idea or plan. And for some reason, over the past four or five years or so, I've adopted the phrase myself. And when I agree with friends, especially friends who knew my aunt, I would say I too. Now, the influence of movements against uh, social injustice, sexism, and workplace sexual harassment, and my Aunt Maybell, inspire me. My new mantra is hashtag I too. Quite simply, I too can and will do more. I will initiate discussions to crystallize conduct that is appropriate and identify conduct that is inappropriate generally and especially inappropriate in the workplace. I will further acceptance of and respect for differences. And finally, I will also mentor more young people. I personally believe that we should be civil in our efforts to formulate public and private policies and practices and personal interactions. I think that, and I strongly think that Information should be shared. Divergent viewpoints not only deserve to be heard, they deserve a respectful response if a response is given. Hopefully, discussions will lead to improved interactions between people, especially in the workplace. It's my fervent hope that today's podcast will be a step in that direction. Now, my focus has been for the last decade on employment and career advice and employment law issues. I believe, again, that employment success depends on our ability to stay awake and to adjust and adapt to change. We need to remain vigilant and to, to face and embrace the challenges of change. Today, our workplaces are what I call multi. They're multi-generational, they're multi-religious, they're multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender, multi-sexual orientation and sexual expression. I believe that it's counterproductive and rude to be impolite or to summarily dismiss 
anyone or their ideas simply because they're different or unfamiliar to you. I know it may be difficult, but I think we need to make every effort to disregard pre-existing biases and prejudices. We need to keep an open mind about things that we're unfamiliar with, that we don't understand, and even those things that we don't even want to hear about or know about. We need to step outside our comfort zone. We need to consider that people who don't look like us or believe what we believe can provide a learning opportunity for us to broaden our knowledge base. Quite simply, I believe that we should not only accept and adapt, but respect co-workers' differences. Different isn't wrong or inferior, in my opinion. It's simply different. It's unlike what we're used to or what we've been exposed to. And if we go through life avoiding everyone who's not the same as we are, we'll miss out. We'll miss out on a large slice of life and maybe some great life experiences. Now, that's what I believe. In the words of Paulo Coelho, who is a Brazilian lyricist and novelist, best known for his very popular novel, The Alchemist, we are all different and should do what we can to remain so. Being different is what makes us special. My future podcasts are going to address many differences. And today, we're going to discuss gender identity and expression. Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, Annette Benning and Warren Beatty's son, Stephen, Cher's son, Chaz, Caitlyn Jenner, and of course, the talented Laverne Cox have drawn attention to transgender experiences because of the presence of celebrity. Non-binary characters in TV shows like Showtime's Billions, one of my must-see television shows, and Fox's The Deputy, which I've never seen, are further evidence that things they are changing. My guest today is Ash, whom I've known and loved all his life. He's family. When we met, his name was Elaine. Last year, when Ash transitioned, a friend had introduced me to a woman who had been a male. The similarity between Ash and the person I had just met was off-putting to me, but I knew there was a connection. I knew The three of us had been connected or I had been connected to the two of them for a reason. I hadn't yet decided to produce a podcast, but when I did, I knew I wanted to interview Ash about his journey in an effort to begin a discussion and to learn more. Welcome, Ash, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me on, Beth. Full disclosure, as with my other guests, people know me by different names. I'm Aunt Beverly to Ash. So now, Ash, you transitioned to another gender. Can you share why you did that and even how you made the decision uh, to do something that that must have been a challenge for you? Yes. Actually, Aunt Bev, it's been a long road. From before high school and middle school, I knew 
I was attracted to women. So I came out as lesbian. Um, as the years went on, I still knew even the word lesbian, it didn't, it didn't feel right with me. I didn't consider myself gay. I just considered myself myself. I didn't identify with lesbian. Um, I was uncomfortable with the body I was in. I was uncomfortable with my name. And I was depressed. I was severely depressed. And even though I had the love and support from my mother, family members, everything, still knew something was wrong. Mentally, physically, I just, I had the feeling. Um, I found some help. Um, I had to get help or else I, I wouldn't be here right now. Educated myself on transgender, exactly what it meant. And I knew that's what it was. I just knew I was transgender. And I it wasn't a want anymore. It was a need. I needed to do what I had to do for myself so I could even just stay alive. Because that's how depressed I was in the other body, in the other identity. It wasn't me. Well, what kind of help did you get, Ash? First things first, I, I talked to my mother. And because she's not a professional, she knew that I needed professional help. And I saw a psychologist who is probably one of my biggest supporters now. And I, I owe so much to her because I used to think getting help meant I was crazy. There's something wrong with me. Uh, we're paying somebody to sit there and just listen to me. And that's it. But she offered comfort, safety. And education. You know, she's probably one of my closest allies. I know that I can call my doctor anytime and she will give me the best advice, the safest advice. And honestly, she doesn't BS me. She tells me how it is. And I started to realize there is nothing wrong with me. Exactly who I'm supposed to be made in God's favor. And I'm just so much happier now. I'm happy. And that's something that I couldn't say couple years back. I wasn't happy. You know, as I said in the opening, I've known you all your life. I've never known you to be an unhappy person. It wasn't something I observed. Uh, you know, I've been in your company, you know, at holidays and just social events. I would not have described you as a as a unha as an unhappy person, so when your mother talked to me ab about what you were going through, I have to admit I was surprised and I felt a little guilty because I've been around you all your life and I felt badly that you were suffering and I didn't recognize it. Was it that I was so caught up in what I what I was doing, whatever it was that I just didn't notice them. Like I said, I was there when you went to the prom. You, right. you looked happy. You know, I didn't, I didn't pick up on anything. But when I talk to you now, I do hear a difference in your voice. There's, a, there's more of a lightness in the way you speak. It's almost, I guess, like a, a, a boulder's been lifted off your shoulders? Oh, so much. It was showing face and trying to protect you guys with my family. I didn't know how to come out 
it's one thing telling you guys, hey, look, I'm gay. It is what it is. Everybody accepted me then. You know, it was easy. Um, when I came out as lesbian to my mother, she looked at me and she told me, I know that. I didn't even have to tell her. She knew. And it was weird to me because I'm like, damn, I thought I hit it so well. <laughs> and uh, with transgender, you know, I, I did everything to hide it. Everything. I would come up in the room, lock the door, turn on my music. Um, I would I would wear men's clothes. I would take stuff from my brother just to see how I would look. You know, these are things that I would do when I was by myself. And I felt happy doing it. And then I have to put on the other facade, um, seeing family, going to events. Again, prom, probably one of the worst experiences for me. But I did it because I saw how happy my mom was just to see me in a dress. <laughs> you know, you look fabulous. You looked fabulous. The dress was pink. I remember. Yeah, it, it was it was for me torture. And I haven't been to one prom. I've been to a couple, you know, because I was able to put on that front. And it, it 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 made sense because the guys that I went with were friends. It was yeah. easy to get along with them, you know. It was easy to have conversation with them because we like the same stuff. Yeah. We could talk about soccer. We could talk about football. We could do that stuff, you know. It, it was easy for me, but the slow dances weren't. I remember being at prom dancing with the guy that took me, and I'm looking at somebody that I was dating and we didn't want to be there with the people we were with, uh. you know, and that's really what it was like for me. And then I knew, I was like, you know what? I hated the word she, I hated her. I hated those pronouns. It, it made me feel less of a person. And so now is the, the, the pronoun he is okay. See, that's the other thing. There's, there's, there's the nomenclature. Right. Um, and it seems to be constantly changing. I don't want to offend. Mm-hmm. You know, when your mother when your mother talked to me about what you were going through, and that you were concerned about how the family and her friends would react, I told her. I said, "Listen, when my mother was in the hospital, and you and your friends watched over her, you checked on her." I could go home and go to sleep and rest peacefully knowing that I didn't have to worry about my mother. There is precious little you could do for me to think of you other than I've always thought of you. You are a genuinely kind person. You're a generous person. You are the type of person anyone would want in their life. You never have to worry about now. If you rob a bank, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm not going to be happy. But you understand what I'm saying. There's precious little you could do. I want you to be happy. And if you're happy, I'm good. Thank you. I mean, that was a fear for me. I think though, a lot of transgender people, I don't know if they went through that experience, but for me, I didn't want to put any shame to you guys. I didn't want you guys to feel embarrassed or to have to answer any uncomfortable questions because one, it's my journey, but you guys are a part of that journey. I remember starting 
testosterone, scared to come outside because I didn't want the neighbors to look at me, notice my facial hair, notice, okay, yesterday we saw a chest there. Now there's, there's nothing. You know, I didn't want that. My mom is my superhero. And the last thing I want to do is let her down, let you guys down. Again, you've been a part of my life since the very beginning. And I wouldn't know how to tell you and you say, oh, my God, you know, what do we do? And it's a fear just being black, you know, because well, that's true. A, lot of our, a lot of our community, just, they don't get it. They don't even deal with mental health. They think it's, oh, no, we'll, we'll handle it. We'll handle it as it comes. And for me, I couldn't handle it by myself. I needed help. Well, needed help. you're right. Your mother's been there for you. As I said, when she talked to me, I, listen, I, people do what they need to do in furtherance of their happy happiness and their mental well-being. I don't yes. know. I don't profess to know everything. I try to go with the flow. You just tell me what I need to know. I, You know, I'm better at calling you Ash now. Every once in a while I may slip up, but I just need to be told what the rules are, how I should interact, and I may need to take notes so that I have something to refer to. Because I saw Laverne Cox on a show a couple weeks ago, right before the Supreme Court made the ruling in the um, Supreme Court case. And I said, she said, Latin X. And she said, I. And I said, I? LGBT? I? I don't know what I is. And I said, oh, my God, there's another there's another there's another name that's appropriate that I don't know. So I had to go look it up. And I mean, you know, people, I think there are a lot of people who want to be supportive and want not to offend as that's my position. And we just need to be told. We need to be informed. How do we go about getting more information that's reliable? I don't want information that isn't reliable. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff out there that's really not any good. You're, you're doing it, asking questions. You're talking to a transgender person. I can only tell you about my experiences. And to be honest with you, I'm the LGBTQIA. I mean, there's so many letters. In the, I don't even know all of them. You know oh, well, mean? that makes I, me feel better. Yeah, I, I, I'm being honest with you. I don't even know all of them. But when something else comes about, I look into it because I don't want to offend either. You know, I'm not expecting the world to stop and say, okay, wait, Ashley is transgender, so we got to make sure that we say he, 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 and him, him, him. You know, it's going to happen. I was Elaine for more than half my life, and I say my life now because I feel like it finally began. Once legally, my name was just changed two weeks ago to Ashley Isaiah Harris, and that was a a process. The family's been respecting me, calling me Ash as my nickname, but legally it is Ashley Isaiah Harris. So do you want to be called Ashley? I love that name. Okay. My mom gave me me that name, and it's a a unisex name. A lot of people have questioned me on that, but Ashley to me is male. I I, I view myself as male. I am male. 
So Ashley Isaiah Harris is my name. Ash has just been a nickname that everybody's been calling me, and it grew on me. You know, okay. Well, I will, I will make I will make every effort to call you Ashley. That's my name. Okay. So I, I I love it. I also again wanted to pay homage to my mother because, I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I remember telling her, "Listen, this is it, and I want to go through surgery." And she was like, "Well, let's start." And I looked at her like, "Wait a minute, it's just that easy. You're my kid." You know, and she feels the same way you do. She, I can't do any wrong. And if I do, she might be disappointed, but she's not talking about when it comes to my well-being or my mental health. I could have came in this house and told her, I want to be polka dots. And she was like, well, let's pick you out some colors. Yeah. You know, because that's just that's just how she is. And I respect it so much because I know maybe during her times coming up, it wasn't like this. No, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like this, so I don't know. I can't explain to you how. I don't know how to repay her, repay my grandmother for raising such a perfect woman. You know, and she's had my back. She really has. She's had my back. Well, I know she was worried. She was concerned. Oh, yes. And she can um, see the difference now. She knows you're happy. If if you're happy, she's, she's good. The bathroom was her big thing. I, her and my father, it was their big thing, me going to the bathroom. And I was like, what? And I remember now my first experience wanting to go into the male's restroom. And I think I was at, uh, I was out actually, you know, I party in Newark a lot and I'm comfortable there. I know a lot of people, you know, and I'm not one of those that are scared of my own people. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to do better than that. But I do understand their concern. At that time, I didn't have top surgery. I just was on testosterone. So I was wrapping my chest, binding it is mm -hmm. what we call it. I remember being at a club and I looked at my best friend who I was with and I said, uh, that is the bathroom. And Lex tells me, go ahead, use the bathroom. I'll wait right here outside the door for you. I knew going into the females was not happening for me. I went. And, of course, you know, I've been in male's bathrooms before, in and out, but now it looks so new to me. There's stalls there with no doors. Um, there's urinals there. You don't have any privacy. So I'm like, gosh, how am I going to do this? What am I supposed to do? And there was a handicapped bathroom, no door. I just went in there. My biggest fear is somebody's going to come in. Sure. Somebody's going to come in. Somebody's going to see me. I'm going to get beat up. Whatever. Long story short, somebody did come in. He paid me no mind. I paid him no mind. I don't have any business looking at him. Um, and I got the hell out of there. And I felt great. I felt amazing. And Lex, my best friend who was standing outside the door, says, if you weren't out here in two minutes, I was coming in. I didn't care. And uh, I felt great. I felt great. I remember telling my mom and that's what they were worried about. The bathroom situation. What do we do? How are you using it? And it might be a little TMI, but this, these are real issues for transgender people. No, I mean, and that was a big, there, were, there was a lot of, of discussion around whether transgender people could use 
the bathroom that they identified with. I think North Carolina was the state that tried to set aside the the law that had been passed. And if I, I, I don't remember the details, so, you know, anyone listening, although I'm a lawyer, it's been a while since I, I read the opinion, but I remember reading an article in, I think it was USA Today, an, an issue of USA Today online, and Dolly Parton said, people, anybody, everybody deserves respect. And if she has to go to the bathroom, she doesn't care which bathroom it is. She's going to go to the bathroom and anybody who feels differently should just be quiet or something to that effect. And I said, you know what? I'm with her. As long as you're not trying to get in the bathroom with me in my stall, I don't care what you do in yours. Exactly. That's none of my business. You handle your business. I'm going to take care of mine. And then I'm going to wash my hands and leave. That's right. But I know that everyone doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Well, how is, how have people received you? Have you have you you say you're happier? Is the way people you've been received part of that? Is that part of the reason that you're happier? For the people that are close to me and going through this transition with me, they have all been accepting, happy. I haven't received any negative backlash from the ones that matter to me and I, I will say matter because um everybody's opinion really doesn't count. You're you're free to have your own. But a lot of people that are just meeting me as Ashley, they don't even know. They didn't know what my past life was. They wouldn't be able to tell you that I am trans transgender. And to me, that's a beautiful thing. Cause I'm a huge advocate for transgender. I I am LGBTQ. I'm a huge advocate and I will speak up for anybody who feels like they don't have a voice, but I also don't want to be the guy that's just transgender so much to me besides being transgender. It's just finally now I'm able to walk outside and smile. And even though I'm, I'm still a little reserved around, you know, neighbors and things like that because i i don't know what they're thinking it's starting to get easier for me day by day where i'm like doesn't matter what they think i'm here because a couple years ago i don't know if i would have been here if i didn't go through the surgery and the transition well you know you're here and you're you're loved you're 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 genuinely loved people care about you and care for you and that you need to always remember. Right. You know, I can't imagine how people who are alone and making this journey get through it right. without the support of family and friends. You need support. You need support. I, I thought to myself, I can go through this by myself and I'll, I'll be okay. It's just another obstacle that I'm going to get through and the end will be great. And really it's just the beginning. It's like you were reborn. It's like I was reborn. Yeah. Exactly. When I get mail that says Ashley Harris, I'm happy. Huge smile. Right now I'm in the process of getting the correct birth certificate where my name is correct. My gender is correct. 
that's these are the things that are exciting for me because I am 33 and it seems seems older, but it's getting done. And I, I wouldn't change anything or how it's going if I knew that I would have had this amount of support and love. Maybe I would have said something earlier, but I was still figuring things out and that's okay. Well, you know, we're here for you. Yes. Now tell me this. How, what about work? How are you received at work? Work, my coworkers have been very positive, understanding. Some, you know, some comments are inappropriate, but for the most part, where I'm working, they really want to understand and be more educated. And again, we have an LGBTQ group at work, work with adolescents that are going through some of these situations. So I'm an advocate for them. Work has been up and down with me because I was, again, dealing with my own anxiety, thinking, oh, God, what's going to happen today? Is somebody going to make a transgender joke or somebody going to use the word fag around me and all of this stuff that I'm so passionate about? You also, I don't, I also don't want to blow up because I'm at work and just go on a rant. But really, it's not like that. And I, it's, it's more on myself where I just got to learn how to, you know what? You're there to do your job. You're there to take care of people. Do that. doesn't matter, male, female, or you don't know. You're there. I'm there to take care of my patients. And to me, that's number one. And, I, and my work shows, and I love my job, and my bosses love me. I've actually recently was just promoted to a mental health counselor. Where oh, I'm not a technician anymore. Wonderful. Counsel others. And that's so I'm blessed. I really am blessed. Well, you know, um, the first book I wrote, Get the Job Done, I had a story in there about you that you were always able to find a job. It wasn't I didn't use your name. Right. I used a fictitious name. But you always find a job. People are all always want to hire you, your your references, where you've worked in the past, they always have glowing things to say about you. You never have you are never unemployed for long. Right. And that's huge. That's huge. Congratulations on your promotion. Your mother didn't tell me that. Thank you so much, Uncle. Thank you. So now but I know uh, I, your mother and I talked at one point, we were talking about the book that I'm writing now because I'm updating the first one. And hopefully this iteration will be out hopefully in time for the holidays. But what are your plans for the future? Do you, have you met, have you thought about a career? How do you want to move forward? I think, as you know, since out of high school, it's been healthcare field. I know that I want to become a nurse. Now, honestly, dealing with psych, I think mental health is my calling. I want to work with adolescents, and I want to work with people who are coming to terms with it's okay to love yourself just as you are. I think it's beautiful, and as you stated, I want to be a person where if you need somebody, I want to be that go-to guy because I know how it feels when 
maybe sometimes you feel in the dark and you don't have anybody to talk to. I want to be that person. And actually, um, I think I knew that once I volunteered in hospice. Being there for somebody when nobody else is, is for me, my calling. You just start to look at things differently. And I, I just think this world would be so much better if people were there for each other more. Be more kind. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And being alone isn't, nobody should have to experience that. No, and this COVID is just devastatingly brutal to people who are hospitalized and their loved ones can't be there with them. Exactly. And for the loved ones and the one in the hospital, I just, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine how... How how difficult it must be for, for people in that situation. Life isn't supposed to be that way, and neither is death. Right. Right. Now, right. I don't know whether... COVID. I'm sorry. What'd you say? How about in COVID now where I'm with my patients, and then on top of us having to be, you know, six feet apart, we have to wear face shields. So it's a face shield, a mask, and sometimes the patients can't even see a warm smile under my mask. Yes. It's difficult. So I try, I try my best to let them know, Hey, we're in this together, you know, and I remember coming to work, waking up early and complaining. Like, Oh God, it's so early. I'm here. I'm here 12 hours, 12 hours a day. And I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But these people, they can't leave. They can't go see their family. No. And I remember changing my attitude because attitude is everything. And I remember taking some more time within between doing vitals, asking them, how'd you sleep? What are we going to do for breakfast? Can I help you get your clothes out? Just spending that time and it, and it matters so much. It makes such a huge difference for my patients. No, listen, healthcare, the healthcare profession needs people like you. Yeah. So important. Now you should listen to the podcast, to my podcast. There, um, there. My niece is a nurse's aide in um, South Dakota. There's a person I interviewed that was on. She was a, an administrator for technical schools in uh, Georgia. Okay. If you listen to those podcasts, you may get some helpful information. Okay, will do. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share with, 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 our, with our listeners? Anybody that's listening and uh, needs to reach out or has more questions, I'm always available. Um, Beth, they, they can reach out to you. You can always reach back out to me. I don't want to get myself. No, I, I've know. got it. They can, they can uh, email me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. Dot com. That's B A Williams at your employment matters.com. Thank you so much, Amber. Now, I appreciate you doing this. I can't say I was surprised. I was pleasantly, I was grateful that you wanted to do something because, I, like I said, I need to understand what's going on. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to say something that is inappropriate. 
that is hurtful, you know, because unless I mean to. Now, I don't want to do it by mistake. I may say something hurtful intentionally if you've gotten on my nerves. Right. But I don't want to I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because just out of sheer ignorance. I try never to be ignorant. I try to find out as much about things as as I can in the time that I have available to me so that I don't offend. That's what I don't want to do. I always want to be respectful of others. That was my father's mantra, respect the rights of others. And I try to do that. Appreciate you for that. And I'm so glad you're happier now, honey. I really am. Thank you, Martha. I, I, I love you. I don't know where I would be without the support of my family. I, I just have no idea. Hey, listen, it's how we it's how we get through what we get through. And That's unfortunately, right. the situation now is more dire than I could have ever imagined. But I hope if I get any any questions, I will definitely get in touch with you. I'm going to. I may want you to come back, if you will. You think about what else you might want to share, because I want I want I want this to be a a source that people can use to get information. Of course. I know it will be helpful uh, to hear from someone who's who's embarked on the journey and who's coming through it and who's happier because of it. It may even be someone who is similarly situated to the way you were when you were trying to figure things out. Right. So to the extent that it can be informational and to the extent that it can help others, it's something that we should consider doing again if there's a need for it. Absolutely. I'll be available. Okay, Absolutely. dear. And thank you so much. I love you. I love you too, Aunt Beth. Thank you for having me. Okay, thank you for listening. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at Williams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.